It's episode three. You know what this show's about. It's all sports, no bullshit on the Seth Hizzy Sports Podcast. By the time this drops, it'll be April 6th. It'll be my birthday. So quick little happy birthday shout out to myself. Hit me up. Hit me up in the comments. Hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Wish me a happy fucking birthday. Thanks a lot. Means a lot. Now let's get right into talking about the Red Sox. And I want to call this episode Hanley's Heroics. And we'll get into that in a little bit. However, I want to go into a little rant for a minute. Joe Kelly has started to rebound from his struggles through the first couple of relief appearances of the year. However, I have to believe he's not going to be the reliever he was last year and that that he was in the past couple years. Hitters are starting to figure him out. Yes, he can top triple digits with his fastball, but it's probably the flattest and most straight triple digit pitch in all of baseball like it's so easy to read also they figured out that from each at bat he's inconsistent cannot hit his spots I love Joe Kelly I love watching him pitch I love his personality I love everything about him I remember going and seeing him in his like I believe it was his third start with the Sox after he was traded here from the Cardinals I remember watching him out-duel Felix Hernandez that day and give the Sox a great chance to win that game. Yeah, Uihara blew that game, and Bogey got a concussion that game, but I mean, Kelly was throwing straight fucking cheddar that game. He was fucking fantastic. However, I do believe he's going to be inconsistent and unreliable throughout the rest of the season. And that brings me to my main issue with this team. Dombrowski needs to work on this damn bullpen. Everywhere he's been, their big issue has been the bullpen. And that really scares me. That bullpen has been terrible for years since he got here. Let's talk about his quote-unquote big moves for this bullpen. Fucking Carson Smith two years ago. Oh, he's been injured for two years. He's finally playing, but who the fuck knows what he's going to do this year. Tyler Thornburg still hasn't come back from his injury. And don't even fucking get me started on Fernando Abad last year. That fucking trade was horrendous. If I could, I would fucking find Dombrowski for the fucking trade. It it was a fucking bod trade. A bod trade. Even the moves I've liked, such as like getting Addison Reed last year, turned out to be a complete shit show for the Sox. I mean, I'm getting a little carried away on them. Like, let me take a second to tip my cap to Alex Cora and the Sox. Like, after opening day, I won't lie, I was worried that they were going to blow these early series and thus, like, blow what could end up being huge wins for the team. However, they've bounced back, they've won five straight, and at the time of this recording, uh, Price was throwing a fucking gem tonight, and the pitching for this, the starting pitching for the Sox has been on point this year. Every start so far, we're eight games into the season. Wait, let me do my math again. Yeah, we're, we're seven games into the season, my bad. We're seven games into the season, and every start has been five plus innings, one or less run. And I think that's phenomenal. And and that's that has to be admired and that has to be looked at as a great success for this team. Especially when last year the starters were inconsistent. The starters, you know, you questioned week in and week out what they were going to give you. Uh, so that's the most impressive part of this team. Yeah, they're scraping by one or two runs against these bad teams. But, you know, these teams are in the MLB. These teams are full of professional athletes, so these wins need to be admired. I mean, that's literally six straight wins. I mean, and they and they blew that opening day game. 
Uh, so let's kick it right into today's stat line. The Red Sox won on a walk-off in the 12th inning, 3-2 against Tampa. Tampa's now 1-6, and, and Boston's now 6-1. and one. Uh, The Red Sox had 10 hits in that game. Tampa had 6. Bobby Pointer gets the W. The rookie throws two scoreless innings, allowing one hit. Kittredge gets the loss, throwing two and a third. Two hits allowed, one run, and two walks. Now, here's what I really want to get into. Hanley fucking Ramirez. As everyone knows, he won that game in the 13th two days two days ago in Miami. Uh, extra inning win. You know, he scores. He, he hits in the game uh, winning run. Tonight, ninth inning. Ninth inning. He comes up to bat. Scores the first run of the two-run comeback in the ninth. And then in the 12th, hits the walk-off. So, he's had three huge hits. Three huge RBIs. In three games. This is not the Hanley we were seeing last year. This is not the Hanley we've tended to get throughout his contract. This guy is clutch. And I do buy into the notion that it's because of Cora. I give... The give Hanley success this year, 100% to Cora. I know a lot of people disagree with it, but I love it. I totally buy into it. Something that I've noticed with these guys is they're having a lot more fun, and that's something they've all talked about. Cora's a very loose guy, very relaxed. Hey, I was recently a ball player. I've been in the clubhouse. I know what I'm looking for. And that mentality has helped them get to where they are this year. I think that is absolutely fucking huge. I do. I really do. You know, being a former ball player myself, uh, at the high school level, middle school level, you know, you, you, you need to be in that mindset of, this is a game, let's have fun. You know, you think back, anyone who was an athlete, whether it be college, high school, middle school, whatever, you think of those games where you did well or the times you really loved playing, you were having fun. You know, you weren't overthinking. You weren't stressing. When you're stressing at bat to at bat, you're not having fun with the game. And you're going to struggle. Because you're always stressed. When you're out there just having fun, playing a game, that's when you tend to come up clutch. And you tend to be, tend to be the great player that you can be. These teams are full of great players. I know I got off on a bit of a tangent there. I just want to read a little bit more of the stats. Probably just the Red Sox pitching stats for you. Uh, Price throws seven scoreless innings. Like I said, I was talking about the streak. Um, he, he only allowed three hits. Then Carson Smith comes in. Throws an inning. Allows two runs. Allows two run homer. Hector Velasquez uh, comes in. Throws a scoreless inning. Kimbrell throws a scoreless inning, walking two guys, striking out two guys, and allowing a hit. And then Bobby Pointer comes in and throw, throws his two scoreless innings. Red Sox get the win. Price, right now, is 1-0 with, obviously, today was a no decision. Even though he had another heck of a game. He has a 0 ERA and a whip, which, which is just phenomenal, of .57. His two starts this year. And and I think, I think this is the best, best thing to know about David Price and how he's turning his career around 
He's turning his year around from this, this year from last year. March 30th, seven innings, four hits, five Ks, no walks. Today, three hits, five Ks, three walks, seven innings. That's beautiful. If David Price can give me this for half the year, half the year, and then give me two games of that in the playoffs, I'm happy. I will admit I did not have high expectations of David Price this year. I really didn't. I really didn't. He said he was going to be great. But, you know, what player, what player, whether it be MLB, NBA, NFL, comes into the season with, like, the, the team, the city, looking at him and goes, you know, I'm not feeling it this year. I'm going to suck. I'm going to fucking suck ass this year. Like, they would get booed. They would never play. They would they would get permanently benched. And so I find, I always find those things funny. Like, you know, that's what you expect them to say. However, like, he's proven it. He's backing it up. And I respect the hell out of that. I respect the hell out of his confidence. The one thing I do love about Price this year, I loved his quote a month ago. That was, I make too much money for people to reduce their expectations. And I totally agree. We have Chris Sale on this team, and Price makes more. Price makes way more money than Chris Sale. Granted, Chris Sale is still technically on his rookie deal, but still. You, you, you have to agree with him there. I make, and I'll read the, the full quote, I make too much money for that. I appreciate that, but it's never going to be the case. And I totally agree. Uh, let's take a look around the rest of the league on April 5th, which is the time I'm recording it. It's about to be midnight, but so I obviously don't have April 6th scores. Uh, the Detroit Tigers beat the Chicago White Sox 9-7 in 10 innings. Minnesota beat Seattle 4-2. Mets beat Washington 8-2. Philadelphia shuts out Miami 5 to nothing. Gabe Kapler, I believe that was their home home debut today. And Gabe Kapler, former Sock, was booed when they announced him. Yeah, today was the home opener. Even though they won won 5 to nothing during a 1 to 4 start to start the year during introductions as first game in Philly. He was booed. And that's that's really bad, but whatever. Moving on. Texas beats Oakland 6-3. Colorado beats San Diego 3-1. Baltimore beats New York 5-2. Pittsburgh beats Cincinnati 5-2. Arizona beats St. Louis 3-1. And the Cubs shut out Milwaukee 8-0 today. Or technically, now it's yesterday. Uh, going around different sports, McGregor, Connor McGregor turned himself into police today. He apparently went on a rampage on a bus full of UFC officials and athletes and caused some real injuries to people. Uh, apparently, there are two fighters that cannot fight in their upcoming bouts due to his rampage on this bus. He is apparently going to be charged with several kinds of assault and it's just really sad to see i love conor mcgregor i love his brass personality that hey 
come fucking get me kind of mentality, but you need to control yourself, man. Can't be going out there and hurting other people. I mean, I know that's your job, but you're not in the octagon when you're on that bus. You can't just go around throwing haymakers whenever the fuck you want. Uh, I know most people don't like golf, but I love golf. I love golfing. I fucking suck at it, but I love talking about it. Spieth. Jordan Spieth. Jordan fucking Spieth, man. Uh, he fired a 66 and has a two-shot lead in the opening round of the Masters. Good for him. Uh, I love watching him on TV. He's a great golfer. He seems to be a great guy. And I think he deserves it. You know, if you know, he's 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 the new Tiger Woods in my opinion. You know, when I was young, when I was really young, Tiger Woods was the man, the man, the myth, the legend. And now that he's fallen off and been off for a while, I think I think Spieth is going to be the new Tiger. I'm tr I'm trying to re uh, Sergio Garcia today, man. Sergio Garcia made me wonder if I should try to st play in the fucking Masters. Apparently, I haven't seen it yet. I can't wait to watch it. Apparently, Sergio Garcia, last year's Masters champ. I believe it was Garcia, if I remember correctly. When I read this story earlier today, hit four straight shots into the water, and on one hole alone had a 13. That's fucking terrible, man. That's a fucking professional golfer. Clanked four straight shots into the damn water. Like, you talk about having a rough day, man. <laughs> whenever, I'm, whenever I'm having a rough day, I'm going to remember. He just fucking shot four straight shots into the water. Like, that fucking scorecard is done. I can only imagine, like, what that feels like. You're at the biggest tournament in all of your sport. Like, in your whole sport. That's the biggest tournament of the year. And you know after day one, like, you're done. Because you fucking put four straight shots into the fucking water. It's so bad. Uh, other news. Patriots signed Jordan Matthews to a one-year deal. I mean, that's a report right now. But I do believe it. I believe it. I believe that was a Adam, Adam Woj uh, report. So I, I do believe it. Uh, another baseball thing. I know I'm jumping back and forth. I'm sorry I do that. Uh, it's just how I am. A pitcher I really love, James Paxton of the Mariners. If you haven't seen the video yet, you need to. He was attacked by a bald eagle today. And he really kept his cool. Like, it went and it was going to fly on him. So he ducked down and it landed on his shoulder. I think that's cool. I love the video of it. Like, this man's just warming up, and he lets this bald eagle land on his shoulder. I don't know. Uh, Bronco signed Marquette King to a three-year deal worth around $7 million. Good for him. I love watching him dance with the fucking flags. I know I've said that before, and I'm going to say it again, because he's one of the, my favorite players to watch in the NFL. Because, again... You know, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it till this podcast ends. I love guys that go out and have fun. You know, we, we need to remember that sports are fun. 
you know, in, the, in this era of specialization, and I don't want to get into a huge rant on this, but in this era of specialization, you, you pick a sport when you're young and you develop your skills for that sport and that sport only so you can go out and, and become great at that sport so you can eventually become a pro. I hate that because it loses the fun of going out and playing a game, playing a game of pickup basketball with your bros or getting a wiffle ball bat and seeing who can throw the nastiest slider. Like, it's, it, you, you know, you got to get back. You got to get back. You got to get back to those fun times. That's my opinion. Anyways, uh, big NBA news. Kyrie's going to have to miss another four to five months. Rest in peace to my Celtics, my 2018 Celtics. They're going to be done. Probably second round. My guess is second round. So. But. You know, I hear he'll be alright for the regular season next year. So. That'll be good to have. It'll be good to have him back. It'll be good to have him and Gordon Hayward back. That team. I think that team next year will be extremely filthy. Look at what we did with just Kyrie. And then you're going to add Gordon Hayward. And obviously. There'll be some other pieces. That'll come and pieces that'll leave. And that'll be fine. Uh, Danny Ainge knows what he's doing. Danny Ainge is a very successful GM. And I and I have full faith in, in his ability to put a team together that can uh, bring the Larry O'Brien trophy hopefully back to the great city of Boston. In good other news, the Titans unveiled a sick new uniform. Like, I mean, this shit is fresh. If you haven't seen it yet, go on Twitter Go on Tennessee's Twitter and look at their new fucking jerseys. I'm going to buy one. I'm 100% going to buy the light navy blue one. I think it might actually be the color rush. Let me double check. No, I'm actually going to buy the dark blue ones. But the color rush ones look fantastic. These jerseys are fucking fire. Like, you talk about jerseys, like, there are definitely, like... Top tier jerseys. And then there's like, you know, there's second tier in terms of like what looks good. And I think these new Titans jerseys are going to be up there. Something I wanna work on though, I wanna I wanna update my baseball my baseball jersey collection and I wanna get an expos. Like I feel I feel like the expos are where where it's at. And if anyone knows what I'm talking about, like, you, you, you get, like, a Vlad. Get a Vlad. Get a Vlad Expos jersey. That's where it's at. Enough on my rant on that. Uh, Kansas Kansas player uh, Newman, the, their breakout star this year, he's declaring for the draft. Uh, that's not anything unexpected for me. Uh, you're going to see a lot more people declare for the draft since they can go back as long as they don't declare an agent. I mean, I like it. I really hope that eventually you get rid of the one and done. I like the idea of a, of a two or none. I like the idea of an all or nothing. Uh, in my opinion, I have an opinion no one agrees with in terms of college athletes. And I would love it if you, in the comments section you comment about your opinion on this. I want to try to make a poll every, every episode. That's kind of my goal. I'm going to develop a website these next couple weeks where you can go on a blog on there and on this website. There'll be polls, the poll of the episode.
and this poll I want to be in for now just put it in the SoundCloud comments that'd be great I'd really appreciate it I love to hear feedback um, my opinion on college athletes is they shouldn't be paid and they should they should have to get their degree I totally I totally disagree with the notion that they should be paid yes the NCAA is making money yes they're making money off them but right now I'm in college right now I have friends in college I have my parents who are still paying off college college loans like from when they were in school and these athletes get to go for free what they choose to do with that degree is not on me you know if you think about it you hear about you hear about NBA players and football players and baseball players that go broke and bankrupt after their playing careers all the time. You hear it left and right, Allen Iverson, just to name a notable one. If you stay and you get your degree, depending on what it may be, let's say, let's say it's in accounting. If you go bankrupt, you still have the degree to go out and make 50, 60, 70,000 a year. Yeah, is that your multi-million uh, basketball contract? No. But it's enough to live on. It's enough that you're not stressed about money. Yeah, is it an adjustment you have to make? Yeah, it is. That's a tough adjustment. I understand that. To go from millions to 60K a year, I get that. But it gives them a fallback. If they're really stressed, like, hey, I'm going bankrupt, they have the chance to at least prevent them from going down a dark road. You know, going down that road of homelessness or having to sell off their championship ring or all those things, you know, or the cars that they've bought because they're out of money. They can keep the car that they bought and get a regular job if they have that degree. You know, that's my personal opinion. I love to hear yours. Put it in the comments section. And maybe we'll start a little debate on it. Man. Man, I just, I, t I totally, I, t I hate people, I hate when people say that college athletes, man, should be paid. Uh, though I do want to give a shout out to Julian Edelman on my New, New England Patriots. Uh, apparently he received a direct message last, uh, last month where... Someone was warming, warning him that someone in his comments thre uh, section threatened to shoot up a school. And the quote from Edelman was, with all the emotions of what happened, uh, referring to Parkland, and I have a kid now, I said, holy Toledo, what is going on? The message uh, read to Edelman, I'm going to shoot up my school, watch the news. And he, Edelman relayed that comment immediately to 911. And they traced the message to a 14-year-old boy. And they confiscated the two rifles that belonged to his mother. Uh, the boy was charged with making a false report of a threat of terrorism and was taken to a juvenile center. Edelman says he plans to send a care package to the person who informed him of this message. And Edelman said he's the real hero. I love the fact that these players are actually doing something heroic. 
like, who knows, like, it could have, it could have 100% been false. It could have. You know, we, we don't know. But the fact that they're trying. The fact that they're trying to do what they can to make a difference on the communities, that's huge. That's huge. Another good feel, another f good, bleh. Sorry about that, guys. Another feel-good story. The Ravens signed Robert Griffin III after, after a year away from the NFL. I love Robert Griffin III. He appears to be a great guy. He's 28 years old now. Hey. He's going to be a backup, but it gives him a chance. He's going to see some preseason work. He's going to see some real game action at some point in the year. Hopefully he can turn his career around. It include, apparently, according to the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. Oh, don't fucking get me started on Ian fucking Rappaport. But Ian Rappaport reports that... It's a base salary of $1 million with a small signing bonus. Good for him. Good for him. Let's see. Let's see. What else, what else can I tell you guys about? You know, those are, those are really big things other than, like, tonight. CP3 sinks the Blazers with a last-second layup. Good for them. Uh, McCaw is going to be reevaluated in four weeks. I hope he's all right. That was a tough fall. Tough fall for him. Uh, I love Vince Carter. You know, I hate the fact that people wanted to say that Vince Carter did it on purpose. I totally disagree with that notion. Vince Carter's too nice of a person, too much of a professional to do something like that on purpose. But people will jump on anything that can be a story, especially in the media. It's cutthroat. People are trying to have that next big story and they make things out of bullshit. Uh, one of my favorite baseball players... Adrian Beltre, anyone who knows me knows I love Adrian Beltre. I love the way he plays. Uh, he passes Rod Carew for the most hits by a Latin-born player. I know in the grand scheme of things that seems kind of irrelevant, but it's a great milestone to have. Excuse me, I'm sorry about that. It's a little late. It's a little late to be recording a podcast, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. You're busy. Um, Red Sox have an off day tonight. Or, yeah, actually it is tonight because it is now April 6th. It is my birthday. And because of that, I want to take you back to my first ever Red Sox game. I am looking up the scoreline right now. For that, I kind of want to in increment, kind of like blast to the past type thing. And so these first couple times I do my little blast to the past, I want it to be of games I went to. I know that's kind of weird, but I've been to a bunch of bullshit games where like the Red Sox blow it in ridiculous ways or like they just get fucking creamed. And so I find it kind of interesting. Um... As I prepare to go to a game later this year, it's interesting to take a look 
back at some of the games. I feel like this is the first game I went to. No, well, hmm. I know, this is kind of boring, because uh, I'm trying to do two things at once. But I remember my first game was, I remember it was the Oakland Athletics. I believe it was 2010, so that's what I'm looking up right now. I looked at 2012 and 2011, and those just weren't right. So I'm going to do one last look at 2010. And if I can't find out, I'm going to do something else to close up this episode. Um, but, you know, I think... I can't wait to go to the game later this year. I'm going in the end of April. I'm going to go see them play the Rays because they literally, that's all they fucking play this year. They basically play the Rays like 18 million times this month, and that's okay. <laughs> you know, if we could play the fucking Rays every game, we'd go like 161 and 1. But it'll be a great game. It'll be great to go back to Fenway. I haven't been to Fenway in a couple of years at this point. So it'll be interesting. I know, obviously, it hasn't really changed all that much. But it'll be interesting to go back and see it. I feel like Fenway's one of those places that, as a sports fan, it doesn't matter if you're a big baseball guy. And I know I'm getting into a pretty weird tangent. But as a baseball guy, like, if you enjoy the sport of baseball... You have to enjoy Fenway Park. Like you just do. You just have to enjoy Fenway Park. Yeah, I've been to some pretty, like I said, I've been to, been to some pretty shitty Red Sox games. Uh, I saw them play. I saw them play Oakland, like I said. I've seen them play the Angels, and I've seen them play the Mariners. Because for some reason, whenever I go, it's always against the NL West. I mean, the AL West. Wow. Bad mistake. I'm sorry. It always happens to be against the AL West. And they always seem to get fucking killed. Because for some reason, late in the season, we can't fucking handle the AL West. Teams that, like, aren't even making the playoffs. Uh, I believe I found the first game I went to. The scoreline looks to be about right to what I remember. I sat in right field by the foul pole. And here we go. Here is the box score from 8-26-2011. August 26, 2011. Oh, God. Fucking A. Wakefield gets the loss. He throws four innings, allowing four earned runs, eight runs total. Scott Atchison came in and threw three innings of one-run ball. Then Matt Albers, fucking Matt Albers, hey, 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 it's Fat Albers, comes in and throws an inning allowing four runs. And then you know who fucking comes in? Right fielder Darnell McDonald. Darnell McDonald comes in and throws an inning allowing two runs. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, guys. Uh, Oakland, Oakland threw Gonzalez, Gio Gonzalez, the one and only Gio Gonzalez, and by the end of the game, I don't even know some of these, I don't even remember that some of these guys even played for Oakland, Jerry Blevins and Craig Breslow, 
I forgot these guys even played for Oakland. But they did. And nonetheless, uh, Weeks went 3 for 5. Crisp went 0 for 4 against his former team. Matsui 1 for 6. Willingham 2 for 5. DeJesus 2 for 5. Jesus Christ. It's just a blast to the past for you, but I just love saying the name. Hey, 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 Matt Albers. Hey, 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 Fat Albers. Anyone that remembers Matt Albers, remembers his pitching, uh, you'll appreciate that joke. With that, it's getting late, and I'm going to sign off. Again, comment in the comments about my debate, college athletes getting paid, and comment whatever you think I should talk about on next on the next episode. Which I, ooh, excuse me, which I will record and probably drop on Saturday. Definitely record on Saturday. Maybe drop Sunday. But, you know, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. You know, this is all about you guys, the listeners. So let me know. Let me know. Let me know with that sweet dreams of Red Sox winning the World Series or whatever team you want winning the NBA Finals because my Celtics certainly aren't. So, you know, I wish whatever team you root for luck, unless you're a fucking Cleveland fan or a Lakers fan. Lakers are out of contention anyways, but I'll never dream of a Lakers championship. Go fuck yourself if you're wanting me to root for the Lakers, even in a dream. You know, so thanks for listening. Give me a comment. I'll be back with y'all Saturday.